welcome to Cross Choke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by the one and only Dakota Rytan. We have combined experience in MMA, music, ministry, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show. Jesus went to that cross and he took the stripes and he took the nails and he he bore all those things for us. Three days later, up from the grave, he arose. Three days later, he rose as King of Kings and as Lord of Yo, yo. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> What's going on? I stole your line. Usually that's your thing. I kind of stole your line. What? what? Yo, yo. Oh, <laughs> that is usually what I say. <laughs> Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of Cross Choke, a TFL Ministries podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dakota. I am joined, like always, with the illuminating Zach. Ooh, that's a good... Is there it an adjective go. or an adverb? It bo- I don't know, both. What'd you say, illuminating? <laughs> yeah. That's a good word, man. Cool. How are you doing today? Oh, doing good. Cool. We got a pretty special podcast today. We sure do. I'm rather excited. Should we just hop right in? I think we should. Pastor Randy. <laughs> Randy, how are you this morning? I am dandy. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, for sure. We're, uh, we're glad that you're here. Uh, yeah, so today we're joined by Pastor Randy uh, of Journey Church Butte. Randy, not only are you a pastor, but also the assistant superintendent of the Montana Ministry Network of the Assemblies of God, which is a huge, long title, and I think I got it. Is that yeah, it? That is correct. <laughs> uh, but you are a near and dear friend of mine, of Dakota's, um, a mentor. You are Dakota's boss, actually, and you were my boss at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we first of all want to say thank you. You are somewhat of a an unsung hero of Cross Choke and of TFL for many years as a whole. Um, you have been a huge supporter of what TFL is over the years now and also a huge supporter of Dakota and I and our walks with the Lord and the mm-hmm. ministries that we've been in. So I just want to start off by saying thank you for being in our corner and supporting us and supporting what Cross Choke is and allowing, allowing us to use the church and different things like that. So thank you for being the, the corner man of Cross Choke. Gladly. It's He's technically been on every episode. <laughs> this that's is what, the that's man. what's awesome. This is I, the man who voices <laughs> the intro to every episode. That's right. Like if I don't know if, if anybody ever caught that, but the beginning of this, the, the man preaching is Randy. <laughs> and the man coughing is Randy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> through through uh, some technology Dakota was able to <laughs> what is what is that soundbite? Is it some guy it's, choking it's on a, a man, burrito? <laughs> exactly. Man choking on a burrito soundbite off of YouTube. Yeah, so that's not really Randy, <laughs> although he has coughed before while preaching. But <laughs> Once or twice. So, Randy, thank you so much for being here. Um, for those of you uh, that, that may not know who you are, and even those who may actually know who you are, why don't you give us just a little overview of you, of Randy? Oh, well, that could take a while. Uh, the short version, born raised in Wisconsin, thus the Packer blood in me runs deep, <laughs> cannot go away, it's just the way it is. Uh, so born and raised in Wisconsin, uh, grew up in a Christian home my entire life, thank the Lord. I uh, love the Christian heritage that I have, uh, many generations deep actually. 
And so I uh, graduated from high school, believe it or not, and uh, not with a very high GPA, but I did survive high school. Went on to Trinity Bible College and got my ministerial degree there, graduated in 89 and went directly into ministry from there. Uh, Tammy and I got married in 89 as well. Spent uh, 17 years as a youth staff, a youth pastor, and then been here in Butte for right on 15 years now as the lead pastor here. So that's the, the short and sweet version. How long again did you live in Wisconsin? Until uh, I was 18, so 19, somewhere in there. And you're still a Packers fan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no be. choice. That's right. It's in your blood. If you're born there, it never goes away. Correct. So what prompted you to pursue a career in ministry? That's a, a good question. Um, probably never, probably knew I was called to ministry if I ever would have thought about it at probably a young age, honestly. Uh, just like I said, grew up in church. My dad was on the church board, and if the doors were open, we were there. If the doors weren't open, we were there working on something. So that just <laughs> kind of was life for us. Um, grew up doing camps and VBS, teaching vacation Bible school, all those kinds of things. Absolutely loved every part of that. And... Um, that was really the only world we knew, and uh, so I uh, was just going to go to Bible college for a year and then actually go into the forest service industry, huh. going to be a logger. Um, I like chainsaws and all those kinds of things, but the Lord, through a, quite a set of circumstances, dropped me in Trinity for a year, and from there then the Lord really began to deal with me as to, um, hey, this is your life calling. It's not just something that's really awesome and you get to do all the time, but but now you get to get paid for it, so that's, that's cool the process. So if you weren't in ministry, would you be a logger? I certainly could have been. I probably would be a dead one by now because I would have <laughs> done something stupid. But, um, yeah, certainly something outdoorsy for sure. Um, and then you, you had some history laying carpet, correct? Yeah, as a youth pastor, we were at our first church and weren't uh, making enough money to survive once we had our first child. And so we had a guy in the church that, uh, laid carpet nights, did flooring installation, and so I began working with him nights and have done lots and lots of that ever since. Much to my knees' <laughs> chagrin. <laughs> so what would you say is, uh, as being a pastor, how has it impacted your family for better or worse? Well, you guys are going to get tough on me today. That's Holy right. Go. Um, oh, that's great. I love it. I love the call of God. I love what God has called me to do, obviously, has its difficult moments, as any job does. Um, this one maybe a few different ones as you uh, try to direct people to Christ and, and what that looks like long term. Um, so I, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but definitely has its difficult moments. Uh, Family-wise, we were very cautious how we raised uh, Matt and Amanda as far as ministry didn't want to uh, make them feel like it was a forced thing uh, wanted their relationship with Christ to be genuine and so we tried to not separate those because they're part of the ministry certainly and, and ask either one of my kids they work their tails off in the ministry but we made it just a part of life a part of who we are whether we were pastors or not we would have done the same thing um, and so uh, hopefully, and I think they both are now in ministry, so I don't think we, we fried them too bad <laughs> in, the, in the process of growing up, if that and with makes sense. A lot of people don't know, too, because there's a lot of pressure on, on pastors' kids. They kind of call them PKs, right? But just this idea of they, are, they know nothing else but being in the church. Mm -hmm. And like 
like Randy's saying, a lot of them feel like they're pushed or pressured into like being the perfect kid or like the the pastor's kid. Um, So that that balance of letting their relationship with God be theirs, but also like helping them continue to to follow Mm -hmm. God is definitely a hard balance that I've I've heard is there. I don't know. I don't have kids. But it sounds like you you did pretty good. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Um, yeah, both our kids loving the Lord and, and actually serving the Lord in ministry. So, um, yeah, so we're, yeah, we're, we're proud of that. Uh, sure. Very proud of that. So overall, lots of ministry experience, lots of time preaching, a lot of time coaching other people. If you had the chance to change something in your past that, that like, I know you have no regrets, you're, you love being in ministry, but if, if you could change something that you know now um, that you could have applied back then, what might that have been? Early on, I was probably a workaholic, and still I love to work. I love to work hard. Um, hours are irrelevant to me. Um, but early on in our, our marriage and, and raising children, I had to learn a, a tough lesson about that, and uh, my pastor that I work for actually helped me learn that um, pretty uh yeah, it's a pretty difficult moment, but I had to come to the point to say my family is priority, um, and I will do my best to keep that priority and to uh, raise my kids to know the Lord and love the Lord and not get bitter against the church and the Lord because cause Dad was absent, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's a weird thought to have an absent dad as a pastor, but it's very easy can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord really early on in ministry uh, walked me through some circumstances to learn. Um, not that I still don't work. I love, like I said, I love to put in the hours doing whatever I can do for the kingdom. But uh, yeah. to balance that with um, with family and being home and loving my kids and loving my, my wife and, and uh, doing that well. So, mm-hmm. What is some advice that you'd give to a young minister? Work hard, character and integrity. I've said it to both of you guys already over right. the course of the years. I say it to anybody. Um, those are the two. Develop those two things before anything else. Um, we can learn a job. We can learn to be a youth pastor, a kids pastor, or probably not a music pastor. I think that takes. <laughs> <laughs> that might take a little bit of gifting and talent there. But um, uh, but you, character and integrity. If you don't have those two things. Uh, Long term, you're, you're not going to survive in ministry. And uh, honestly, as a follower of Christ, uh, they're just they're just bottom line basics we have to develop. Um, so, man, woman of character and of integrity, and living a life every piece of our life that way, not just the the public life that everybody sees, but the behind the scenes, the how I treat my kids behind the doors and my wife, and those things are are vital um, with character and integrity. So those would be the two words I would put in in the minds of anyone, ministry-bound or just life in general. That's good. We use the phrase tattooable sometimes on the podcast, (laughs) thinking character and integrity. I'm thinking more like right below my eyes, (laughs) (laughs) but like reverse so I could see it in the mirror. (laughs) That'd be awesome. And then like have Pastor Randy's signature on my cheek. Well, now we're getting somewhere. That'd be perfect. Now, one other question just in regards to, to ministry. So we said that you are the assistant superintendent at the Montana Ministry Network. Now, what does that mean? Uh, that's a good question. I'm hopefully still figuring that out. And it's, it's pretty new. Uh, 
about a year now or a little yeah, less? Yeah, short than a year, eight months, eight, nine months, something like that. Um, so basically, if you uh, understand the Assemblies of God, there's our national office, which is over the the entire United States, and then our uh, the country then is broken down into districts or networks. Um, some of those are whole states, which Montana is because it's small population-wise. And so so our state of Montana is, is its own network or district, as we call it. Um, and so we have a, a superintendent, which oversees the 85, roughly, churches we have in Montana. And then I'm his assistant, so basically um, helping out with, uh, and there's three of us on what we call the executive committee. So uh, making decisions as far as the Assemblies of God uh, statewide, and then I serve on the general presbytery as well, um, making, helping make decisions on a national level for the Assemblies of God. Um, so uh, kind of an intimidating thing, honestly. <laughs> like, that sounds uh, like a big role. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. It has its moments. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're learning what it means and what it looks like. So, Sure. How has it been balancing that with local ministry? Uh, you know, the, the, the network we serve in is great that way. They understand I pastor a local church, and this is my first priority. Uh, Journey Church here in Butte is first priority, and, and our network understands that. Uh, so our network superintendent is full-time, and then we've got a couple other full-time uh, employees, so to speak, in, the, na in the, the network office. So they carry the load for most everything. Uh, so my role is a lot more supportive. Um, you know, a few more meetings and those kind of things, dealing with some hard things sometimes. Um, but the network's very good about that. They understand this church is its first priority, and and my leadership here is. And so, so it's a That's sometimes cool. it's tough to balance. Uh, you know, time wise, you get some extra hours in, and but that's life. I don't I don't mind that a bit. So sure, yeah. that's way cool. It's kind of like with the balance with family and ministry. They're prioritizing. Um, like your family, your church family first. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a good, way good cool. perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. So I hear you like to hunt. Uh, that is correct, yes. <laughs> now that we got the hard ministry <laughs> questions out. <laughs> yeah, that is one of my hobbies slash passions for in life. Uh, if he wasn't doing ministry, he'd be a professional hunter. I have considered that numerous times. <laughs> On those as, hard days. Even as a pastor, how can I do that? But I haven't, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> so. Now, we approached the TFL community and the Cross Choke community online and wanted them to produce some questions, and we got a couple. Oh so, Zach, if you want to ask Randy what Alex's question so is. So, Alex Sexton, a great friend of ours, you know, Alex yep. um, loves TFL, was one of our guests on Cross Choke. But he said, he gave you a dilemma-style question. All right, I'm ready. Okay. So, we know you're a Packers fan. Yep. Die hard. Love Cheesehead, right? Yep, I do. So, in order for the Packers to win the Super Bowl, you couldn't hunt for that whole year. Would you do it? The Packers would lose. I don't care. <laughs> no question oh, about it. Oh, so I see you're realistic then. <laughs> yeah, very much. Uh, yeah, I'd hunt any day over watching football. That's a, that's a no-brainer. I'd go hunting just for the Packers to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so if you answered it that way, Alex said you've got to be very passionate about hunting, which I already knew kind of how you might answer this, but I didn't know if you'd surprise me. <laughs> but if that's the case, will you teach Alex some things about hunting? 
I would gladly teach Alex some things. Right after I kill an elk, I'll teach him how to pack it out. So, <laughs> and let him lead the way. Experience is the best teacher. So, yeah. So he'll, he'll go on my list of potential packers for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have any in general? Um, so you, you've hunted quite a bit. And your, your office kind of scares me sometimes when I go in it. <laughs> but overall, what are some of like the, the, the best tips you could give somebody for hunting? Like me. I've never hunted before. I've went and shot gophers. But if I was going to go hunting, what are some, some tips and tricks of the trade that, might, that people might not know? That people might not know. Um... How about this? What are Randy tips and tricks? <laughs> You know the right people. That's the key. <laughs> Go with the right people that know what they're doing. Yeah, that is the key. Um, that's how I, yeah, uh, yeah. find somebody who knows what they're doing and, and just watch and learn. Yeah. If, if they'll take you to those secret spots, which they probably won't, so mm. good luck. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like there's this underlying uh, thing that's that, an un, unsaid rule that you don't share where you hunt. Oh, not necessarily, but you definitely share it very cautiously, and you threaten people with their life if they <laughs> take anyone else there. Because I know in, like, casual conversation, somebody be like, oh, yeah, I went hunting over the weekend. I'm like, cool, where'd you go? And they're like, oh, just up there, you know. <laughs> right up the no tell them gulch. That's my favorite gulch. <laughs> I'm like, well, sorry to, to press you. <laughs> even if you told me, I wouldn't even know where it is. Like, <laughs> But there hmm. are those spots that everybody has in <laughs> I'll, I'll still keep those spots and I'll know them when I die. So. <laughs> Would you tell your son? Uh, he probably actually has been to all of them with uh. me at, at some point. So, I really Would don't you have, remember? Honestly, I don't have a lot of those spots. I just wing it and say, all right, Lord, help. And hopefully a, a stupid elk walks by. That's really the so way prayer. I approach it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. So. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on Christians as gun owners? Because I know there are a lot of Christians that say Christians shouldn't own guns. I would disagree with that. Um, yeah, this is a, a, conver a large conversation that I won't go deeply into, but <laughs> I do not have a problem with Christians owning guns whatsoever. Um, I, don't, I don't see a scriptural principle there where you can't or shouldn't. Um, obviously, if you're a psycho and going to use them for the wrong things you shouldn't but yeah, uh, right. I mean taken taken care of and and used well I think it's a great I mean I could tell you hours of time spent with my family my own kids teaching them how to hunt and use a gun mm -hmm. and shoot a gun properly and um, great moments uh, great moments of connection and and uh, and I think some valuable things that we can learn in the midst of that yeah so, so yeah bottom line I don't have a problem with it at all What's That's the good. biggest animal or elk you've you've been able to kill? Oh, the moose. Shot a moose oh, two moose. years ago, three years ago, 2017, whenever that was, three years ago. Is that the one hanging above your door? That is the one in my living room that my wife said would never, ever hang in my living room. <laughs> What's the story behind that? Yeah, it's a long story <laughs> that I'm still paying the price for, but it's worth it every day. I actually uh, killed it in 2017 and got the full head shoulder mount done on it and uh, was going to put it in my son's room, empty room now in my house because he's gone. 
And so I brought it home and tried to go down the hall. I got it in the front door, but could not get it down the hall. It just was too big and bulky. And, and uh, so my wife was downstairs watching TV, and I just hung it above the door <laughs> without permission and <laughs> surprised her with it. <laughs> You're like, look, honey. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And, yeah, it was painful for a moment or two, but she's, I don't know if she's over it or not, but at least she hasn't <laughs> made me take it down yet. So Are you able to decorate it? Like, for Christmas, you put like have, a wreath around it. We did it? have the Santa hat on him, but that's as far as it went. Yeah, so I like that it's the first thing you see when you walk in the door. I think it's a perfect thing to see. <laughs> I, I totally agree. <clears throat> it fits the decor as well as, yeah, or not, <laughs> not at all. But anyway, there are you it is. still eating it? Uh, I finished the last package about three months ago, probably. Wow. So about a year and a half. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's big, a good return. That's uh, a big critter. Yeah. How is moose meat? It was wonderful. It was tougher than a board, <laughs> uh, unless you put it in a crock pot or something like that. But uh, flavor-wise, it was great. So we just learned how to crock pot it. Is I it say gamey? We, no, not at all. Yeah. Very, it's a sweet, almost a sweeter meat, um, leaner than most, even leaner than an elk. So um, Really? Yeah, so... Yeah, it was it was good stuff. So. How was it pulling that thing out? Oh, uh, were you alone? I was alone. I was. It was a great moment. I killed it at nine o'clock in the morning, and by three o'clock in the afternoon, I had him in the truck and headed for town. So I'm pretty much a beast. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> or it was just the perfect situation, which is partially why I shot it. He was six eight hundred yards above the road. Nice steady downhill to the mm. truck. I had a two-wheeled cart with me, so I knew I could get him out alone. Um, had I not been where I was, I might not have shot him because I don't know if I could have got him out alone. But uh, it was just the perfect situation, and he needed to be eaten. So there it was. There you go. Yeah. It was all prayer. Yeah, it was in it. I can assure you. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Randy, we have a segment on the show, uh, the best walkout song mm -hmm. of the week. His name is John C. Now, have you ever been in a fight? If I've been in a fight, I was in one fight when I was about probably, I don't know, 8th grade, 7th grade. I was on a school bus, and uh, a kid punched me in the eye, and I punched him in the nose, and then it was over. Um, <laughs> so that's the extent of my fighting history. Other than my brothers, if you count that, we we scrapped a lot, but that doesn't count. That's just fun. So, <laughs> even though it probably got way worse than that bus fight. Uh, yeah, there was definitely some moments. So yeah, <laughs> they were they were good moments. <laughs> How many brothers do you have? Uh, three brothers, one sister, and honestly, my sister was tougher than all of us. So, um, so she could she was the oldest, and she kept us all in line, or at least tried until <laughs> we were awesome. till we were about fifteen. So, yeah, so yeah, she was as tough as the rest of us. So, are you the youngest? I'm the middle. Yeah, okay. Of course, everybody picked on me and, you know, all that good stuff. But uh, <laughs> as the middle child. Yep. So, but yeah, we definitely had some scrappy moments as boys. Um, but so, we have this segment where we try to pick a song that will encourage the crowd. To go crazy when you walk out. Like, say if a fighter doesn't have a walkout song. Um, we have a segment each week. We pick a different walkout song. Okay. Uh, so, we wanted to ask you, if you were going to fight, what would be Randy's walkout song? Oh, that's a good 
That's a good question. Um, I'll have to think on more, that. More than anything, what would hype you? Now, in my head, I picture somebody yodeling or something. <laughs> I actually <laughs> was already thinking that way. But, um, <laughs> I was thinking uh, Johnny Cash something for Randy. A Johnny Cash would be good. Uh, let's see. A hype song. Any Here's the thing about Randy, though. Is any any somewhat a hype song I play in the sanctuary just aggravates Randy. So maybe I should pick the song just to make Randy a little irritated. Then he would fight. He really right. liked Crazy Train. Yeah, I didn't know it, but yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, so we got to share that story. Um, so we've been streaming. We haven't even talked about this, but do it during this COVID-19. Uh, Dakota and I have been helping... With Journey Church streaming and doing, um, you know, all that kind of thing online, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've been putting together announcements video form, yep. which I think kind of helps with the transition with things. It just kind of helps out, and I think we'll probably be stuck doing that forever now. But anyhow, right. <laughs> we kind of have this this uh, a song playing in the background as we switch back and forth sharing the announcements. And so we had this funny idea to put, <laughs> to put Crazy Train on in the background and so we thought it was hilarious so i send it to randy and go hey randy just will you, will you, will you uh, listen to this and let me know what you think <laughs> and so a couple minutes go by he texts me back and goes looks good <laughs> and so we we're like there's no way he listened to it so i'm like okay will, will you show tammy I didn't recognize it <laughs> <laughs> and so then we didn't hear back from him so we're, we're all in this facebook group so i uploaded in this facebook group and go Hey, Randy personally said this was, this was fine. What do you guys think? And nobody <laughs> noticed. They didn't want to hurt our feelings. And, and then so Dakota and I were like, wow, we know where to go for positive, for like real criticism and feedback. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'll give it to you if I So <laughs> at that point, we were like, fine, we're using it. <laughs> we never did. But well, that was my next question, did you? Because I honestly don't know. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> But I still have it. Yeah. I learned how to not trust these guys a long time ago, but anyway. I Every now to, and then we catch you slipping. Yeah, I used to leave my phone in the sound booth when I preached. And then That's at three and then at three fifteen AM my alarm would go off every Saturday Monday morning for about three weeks in a row until I figured out what was going on. And so now my phone stays in my pocket. You so can think, anyway, you can yeah, thank Jake. That would for be that Jake, one. yeah. So I did set his a few times as well, but I think he probably found it. But anyway. Or I'd look over and we'd be in the sound booth, you'd be preaching and you'd have your phone out taking like a hundred selfies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you'd think I'd know to not trust them, but yeah, somehow that one got by me. Every but, now and then we grow on you, I know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> lull. Awesome. I got into this lull, I guess, and so it's yeah, over. You're getting older. It's game on. <laughs> <Getting older. laughs> Once you started having grandkids, I, I noticed a significant change. That's possible. <laughs> so, any ideas on what would be your walkout? All right, song? here we go. Um, I don't even know the title of it, but I think it was called. I don't even know who sang it. I don't know. I don't have a clue. <laughs> but this this song called "The Cosmic Cowboy" comes to my mind. Okay. So you'll have we'll, to go figure that we'll out. We'll do some research. Right, you will. It's, I'm sure I'll find it. It's It's got some life to it. <laughs> it sounds for, out of this for world. For Pastor Randy, it's got some life, I assure Even you. Even the so, name. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, it's good stuff. So, All right. I met a cosmic cowboy. He's riding a starry range. 
scheme of life we've kind of hit on things just a little bit do you have a most embarrassing story most embarrassing it, it oh could boy. be ministry wise or just in general but i'd be interested to hear a ministry one but <laughs> if they come to mind now if you're like me i do a really good job of forgetting embarrassing things mm-hmm. just to, then i don't remember and then i just keep going on with life but usually that's not the case with most people <laughs> But do you have any any story in that regards? I am not easily embarrassed, honestly. Um, I've said a few things from the pulpit that I walked away <laughs> thinking uh, that did not come across well. Um, but I get over that pretty quick. Um, let's see, embarrassing. Ask me another question. Let me think on that for a moment. Well, here's Most a funny story that I just popped in my mind. One popped in mind, too. Yeah, well, go ahead. You can tell yours. <laughs> <clears throat> I have an embarrassing story to tell about you. <laughs> it was one time at Glacier Bible Camp, and I was probably a junior or a senior. I was living in Billings at the time. But the Butte kids were all sitting in, like, a discussion. I think it was junior teen. And uh, someone invited Randy c- to come sit down next to them, and so they used the phrase, "Pop a s- come oh. pop a squat. And everyone started chanting "Papa Squat." Like <laughs> it was your name. Was that Bob Vandy said? I, it, yes, I don't it was. remember. Because yeah. no, I, I remember he wouldn't stop telling me about that. I think I was there for some reason. But he goes, "Hey, Papa Squat," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. There's a story. Okay, this isn't like necessarily embarrassing, but um, one of the moments I've seen Randy the most angry in my life. Oh, I could tell you some of those. <laughs> So we were uh, across in in the sanctuary at Journey Church, and we were putting up uh, boards, these these uh, that represent you know around the world where different people are sharing the gospel, right? And they're still up over there. But so Randy was on the scaffolding. I was doing something else. I don't know. And Randy was up there with his drill, trying to find studs to screw these <laughs> stupid things into. And you know, Randy's usually pretty impatient anyway when it comes to things like that but man he just was getting like legitly furious because he'd, he'd drill in and there'd be nothing just be drywall or i don't even know what that wall is made of but <laughs> slowly yeah. i mean it felt like this was a long time but he just was starting to yell and throwing stuff down and just yelling out loud and i'm getting like nervous <laughs> on the ground because i'm like i've never seen randy this mad before and i was like starting to pray i'm like oh my goodness he's gonna kill somebody <laughs> I'm like, Randy, do you want to take a break? No, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) They're hung up now. (laughs) That was not my fault. Whoever built that wall didn't technically know how to read a tape measure, apparently, because there's no rhyme or reason for where the studs were. (laughs) I measured. I used stud finders. Uh, Yeah, it was was painful. But I just remember Uh, being so nervous. I'm like, oh, I've never seen him like that. I don't think I had a gun with me that day, so you were safe. (laughs) Like, should I leave? At least you weren't on the scaffolding with him. Troy might have thrown you off. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to go in there anyways. You see what holds it together? You got like duct tape and boards and, <laughs> and it's all good. Wire. Duct tape's wonderful. But 
Anyway, there's a couple of Randy stories. Yeah, boy, most embarrassing. Uh, I, it's hard. Like I said, yeah. I, I don't get embarrassed. Very Randy easily. has zero I, shame. I, I That's just, what it is. Yeah, I say it and say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. But yeah. I did preach a, a sermon one time, uh, and I knew uh, very intentionally not to say what I said. I was preaching about, about Peter and not being like Peter, and it was in a youth group setting, and of course you know how that's going to end. And, and so I did make the statement, don't be a Peter. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that didn't <laughs> and the kids uh, took that whole another way. Yeah, that, yeah, that pretty well ended the night. It was pretty uh, much shut down. Then you and, lost them right after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was, we were done. Well, I bet they'll so, never forget that, though. I should ask some kids that, but I would suspect <laughs> you are correct. Uh, Sometimes yeah. I'll preach something, and I know they're not going to remember it the next day, but they'd remember that. Yeah. They will definitely remember those <laughs> things. Yeah. I remember one time when my youth pastor <laughs> said the phrase, because, again, I don't remember a whole bunch of what he said. I remember a lot of it was good. But one time <laughs> he kept saying the phrase, don't go around shoving Jesus down people's throats. And it was the weirdest analogy I'd ever heard because I think one time he accidentally flipped it around and said, don't start shoving people down Jesus' throat. <laughs> <laughs> there is one other story that just popped in mind that we can mention really quick. Um, you know, a lot of people want to be like you, Randy. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> Which I know you would. But Randy, you're missing half of a finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had enough on there for your wedding ring, right? I do, I do. Just yep. barely. Yep, it's there. It's so like, I've heard this, this story a couple of times, but there was a student who wanted to be just like you, all the way down to half of a finger. <laughs> what is kind of the, the, the brief version of that story? <laughs> there is no brief version of that story. Uh, but ultimately, at some point in some message somewhere in the youth group, I said something about using whatever you have available as a opportunity to share the gospel. And uh, said something about my finger, you know, opens conversations because it's gone and, and whatever. And that student chose then to go and purposely cut his finger off to be like me. So uh, Wait, did he actually do it? He actually did it, yes. Oh. Yeah, so the power of influence. Uh, you, that, it's a, that's a sermon in and of itself. But, oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, yeah and that's a, yeah. quite a story. <laughs> that we do not have time or I thought well, it was this whole time that he was just going to do it. Oh no, it is Oh my legit. goodness. Yeah. So. Now, I I get wanting to be like you, but I'm not going to go that far, okay? <laughs> well, I've, I've since tried to start my own group of <laughs> your own clan the, of the nine of finger, nine and a half the nine and a half finger group, but nobody's wanted to join it, so I don't know. Uh, still. Too much commitment. <laughs> So two more questions, Randy, and then we'll let you go. I know you got a full day ahead of you. Uh, but if you were to change anything in regards to what people think about church in general, um, you know, because I know a lot of people have been hurt by the church, and if you haven't, you will be. <laughs> you know, just the church is ran by people, things like that. But there's a lot of preconceived notions about church in general and why people wouldn't come. And, you know, as a church, as Journey Church, we've been trying to you know, especially with being online and things like that, is just to convey, like, hey, we're in your living room, we're people too, we love you, um, you know, and through different ministries that the church is involved in. But, you know, a lot of people just don't want to even give church a chance for X amount of reasons. But basically, kind of the question that I wanted to ask you is if, if 
you could change one of those things that holds somebody back from coming to church or coming to know the Lord, what might that one thing be and what would you fix about it? That's a, honestly an easy, easy answer for me. Um, and it would be the fact that it's a great life. Um, so many people see it, oh, I get saved and I have to give up this, that, and the other thing and the, all the don'ts and all the don'ts. And, and, and honestly, I was, you know, raised, our generation was raised in that, the legalistic side of Christianity of, you know, don't go to the theater and don't play a deck of cards and all those things that, um, the legalistic things that, that we uh, focused on. Um, and, and so I get that. I understand the pressure of that. And, man, if you get saved, then you have to go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday, and, and your life is over, <laughs> and that's the only thing you ever do is, you know. Uh, and, and honestly, it's none of that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, I've often thought about, you know, if I wasn't serving Christ, what kind of person would I be? And, and um, because I, whatever I do, uh, I do 100%. I mean, it's, it's foot on the gas, which is why I have fingers cut off and <laughs> all kinds of those kinds of stories of things I've done because I just, it's wide open. That's the way I live life. I, I always have. I always will, I hope. Um, so it's, it's whatever I commit myself to is, is 100%. Um, and so I've thought about that. We've, we have a joke in the Lindgren family. Uh, most all of us are serving Christ, and we have a big family. And, and the running joke with us is it's, it's a good thing that we never started drinking. Um, because we would have been that those people uh, that sure. were uh, just uh, that's just what we'd have been because we are uh, many of us the same way it's 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 all in and mm. so um, so I've often thought if I wasn't saved if I just had to pick a life to live what would I pick um, and I'd pick the same life even without Jesus um, it's a great life it's a great lifestyle serving people and loving people and helping people, and, and, and that's what Christianity is. It's caring, and it's loving, and it's serving. We just get to do it with Christ in the middle of that. Um, but it's a, honestly, it's, it's a great life. If I didn't serve Christ, I still wouldn't drink. Mm -hmm. you know, I still wouldn't do some of the, the things that are on our thou shalt not list, <laughs> um, not because, and certainly because it's honoring Christ, um, but because honestly, it's a it's a great life. Uh, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I can go go to bed at night and think, man, I helped some people today, and I was able to serve some people, and I was able to uh, stand beside someone that needed that today. Um, and of course, Christ brings a whole other element to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, um, but but honestly, that would be the what I would try to portray is it's it's a great life. It really is. Um, and of course eternity with Christ adds so much to that right. um, but but living a Christ honoring a biblical life so to speak is a great way to live it really is and I think we're even seeing some of that now with this this COVID virus going on and people mm -hmm. caring about their neighbors that have never cared before and thinking about it's it's Christ honoring that's what the scripture is all about but we see people doing that even without Christ in this moment and what's happening man the news is all over it and the news is jumping on it man this is such great things well it's who we are as Christians, as, as Christ followers. Um, so, you know, that's that's my story. That was a great answer. I liked it. We did have one last question for you. When you retire, which will probably be in like another 50 years, um, what is your dream place to live? My dream is that with or without my wife? <laughs> let's, let's say with your wife. Both. <laughs> with, with my wife? Uh, it's not going to happen. 
Because uh, I think she's more of like live on a beach. Kind yeah, of she would be the warmer type climate. I would be the cabin in the mountains overlooking a lake um, for a while. Uh, ten, ten months out of the year is what he means. <laughs> Do you have yeah. a certain like, that hunting season, uh, country or state or location that you would love to live in? Anywhere within 200 miles of Butte, honestly. Really? At least in the mountains. I love I love being up in the hills. So anywhere that can offer that. A trout stream and an elk to chase and those kind of things where I can get away and be loving, living and loving the land and what God's created in that would be my dream. Um, although I don't think I'd be happy in that for long term. I think sure. the need to be with people and be involved in the lives of people is, is, is big for me. So, um, so that, you know, there'd have to be that. In, in my mind, Randy retired is Randy still working, doing something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my full intention of retirement is I get to do what I want and not get paid for it instead of do what I want and get paid mm. for it. That's really the only difference. I see. <laughs> you know. But like you said, with, with your innermost desire to love people and serve people, you're going to do that regardless whether you get paid for it or not. Oh, yeah, certainly. You know, whether it's ministry or not, or so you have a boss or not, that's really the character and integrity of what defines Pastor Randy. I hope so. I, you know, yeah, I think so. And I'd, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Then again, I don't know everything about your life, but I feel like I got a pretty good grasp on, <laughs> on who Randy is. Yeah. <laughs> but That's what's going on around the country. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. We're going to be live streaming Journey Church. If you don't have a church home, come check it out, ButteChurch.com. You can find us there. Go to the Facebook page from there. Easter Sunday, April 12th, this coming week, 1040, we'll begin with our fun and games. 1045, the service will launch. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. We'll see you Sunday. This episode of Crossstroke is brought to you by Next Generation Services. Next Generation Services is a great name and number to have saved in your phone. If you're looking for a trusted landscape company in Butte, then look no further. They offer many services ranging from decorative concrete curbing, tree trimming, snow removal, and all your landscaping needs. Always setting the standard for professionalism and always just one phone call away. Check them out at ButteLandscapers.com. Well, Randy, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And again, just one more time, thank you for all that you've done for mm-hmm. Dakota and I and TFL Ministries and Cross Choke. And uh, we sincerely say thank you for all you've done. Yeah, well, glad to be a part, seeing things for the kingdom. That's what it's about. So if I can push that and help that, let's go. And so, Amen. I'm excited for Easter because I'm going to get some new sound bites from your sermon for, <laughs> for Cross Choke. Yeah, those are from Easter last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll try to give you some good ones. Good All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll go through his sermon and highlight, like, say this well. <laughs> yeah. Would you cough between this statement? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Dakota. You're the man. <laughs> I, always, I forgot what I usually say. We'll catch you next time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day and join us next time on Crosschoke.